to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. And what I like to do here on the podcast is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have an in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality type things. But today, um, this this must be a Skyping week because I've done like all Skype interviews this week. I actually don't have my guest uh, right here in the studio with me. I have a fantastic guest and it has been way, way, way too long since I've had this guest on previously. Skyping in all the way from Georgia is Richard Carver from Lumber Jill Leisure Crafts. He's the grand poobah over there. So welcome, Richard. <laughs> Thanks for you to actually say it. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show again. Hey, you tell me to say something, I'll say it. <laughs> oh, don't, don't say that. Oh, you, okay, so last year I was planning on going to um, Woodhall, the Sexual Freedom Summit. Yeah. And uh, I I put down a bunch of stuff to put on my, my fucking, uh, the little thing they have to tell you who everybody is. <laughs> I went I went wild on that thing. I didn't get to go, just it didn't work out financially. But, oh, man, like you, okay, so next, next time I'm on the show, like... <laughs> It's it's all in. I, I, I dare you to say some of the shit that I put on that. Fucking, I'm into it. I'm into it all. Um. So okay, Lumberjill Leisure Crafts. Let's. Yes. It's been so long since I had you on the podcast. So let's just go right back, back to the beginning. Uh, just tell the folks what exactly you do. Well, I uh, design and manufacture wooden sex toys by hand and uh that encompasses stuff from my own mind i also take custom work uh, i throw an occasional oddball sort of project every once in a while but yeah i mean obviously there's you know paddles that i do occasionally and i like do little figurines but it's mostly you know insertable stuff um so so that's that's been fun keeps me busy <laughs> yeah no kidding that's amazing yeah. and how long have you been doing this for Oh, man, it'll be ooh, four years this March, a couple months. Oh, my God, congratulations. Thank really? You. March? Oh, my God, I feel like that's my bedpost anniversary. I'm four years in March. Oh, snap. We're twinning. <laughs> Dude, I got to come up there and party with you. Oh, my God, are you, I, I know you, as far as I know, you've never been in Toronto in the past four years or so. Do you ever come? I've never been, but I want to, uh, to be honest, like a big motivation is to see your, your live show. Oh, cause, cause I see all the posts on your Instagram. Like that looks lit. That looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> I got to catch that. Like, so I, I at least want to make like a couple of weeks of a trip in Toronto when I'm able to. Yeah. You got to come see bed post, um, Absolutely. come to Oasis. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. There's lot there's lots we could get up to while you if you came to Toronto. 
I'm sure. And <laughs> and now you're, uh, was it the ritual chamber? Yeah, ritual chamber. Yeah. You got it. Like, I, would, I would just love to come and watch you work. Like, that would just be awesome. Oh, my God. Like, that would I would you could sit in on whatever you want. I don't care if the people don't like it. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um, speaking of that, you are like such a great supporter of like not only mine, but I feel like you you do a lot of retweeting and a lot of sharing of like not only other people's businesses, but like entrepreneurs as in like different types of sex workers and stuff like that. I feel like you're you're very open about like being like, hey, everybody send these people money. <laughs> Where does that come from for you? Like why why is that a thing that you like to do? Well, I mean in in part, I'm I feel like I'm in a sort of a peripheral sort of industry to sex work. Yeah. And um, you know, sex toys and sex work kind of go hand in hand. I mean we just I mean you know, a lot of, a lot of cam models and stuff like buying stuff, mm-hmm. um, pro pro doms and, you know, even people who are just lifestyle, you know, they, they, you know, they, they buy this stuff. And, you know, I, I certainly understand the the value of being out there on your own yeah, and being an entrepreneur. And that's what sex workers are. They're entrepreneurs. Oh yeah. Like they're every, business people. Yeah. Every, every sex worker out there, every chick who's got uh, you, you know, a, a cam show, everyone who's out there selling lingerie or, uh, you know, custom content, things like that. That's a brand. Yeah. So I, I, I see it as a business. I, I, I really get tired of, you know, this rhetoric like, oh, get a, go get a real job. Like it doesn't get more real than being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, You're literally you know, doing every single thing. Everything, yeah. Like you, you, you are always at work. Yes. You, you are your own boss. You have to. It's all on you. So, you know, I, I try to support other people financially where I can. But if I can't, you know, I at least like to try and boost that signal and yeah. and uh, help people get a little more exposure. I don't have the biggest following, but I, I like do what I can. That's amazing. No, that's so good because you would know because you. Like when I talked to you, it's got to be like a couple years ago now. Um, At least two years. Yeah. yeah. Are you still like the one doing everything over there? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sleep. Sleep is for the <laughs> lazy. I guess, sleep, I guess sleep is for the weak. For the late. I don't know, but <laughs> it certainly comes at a premium over here. Can you take me through like your typical day, like? Take me through a typical work day for you. All this shit you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, let's see. Where do we start? So, first of all, uh, I I tend to get into cycles where my sleep schedule is a little messed up. Okay. So, that's where I'm at right now. So, my day started probably around like 4.30 this morning. Oh, shit. And so, that was like a four-hour nap that oh, I got. Shit. Um, so when I got up now, I don't, it's kind of a story behind this, but I, I try not to like actually do any carving work like at, in the night in, in early morning in early morning. Cause of noise um, or hmm? cause of noise or something other reason. Uh, cause the last time I did, I sliced my finger open. So. Oh shit. Like badly. Oh yeah. It was pretty bad. Oh no. Probably, stitches. 
I probably needed stitches, but I didn't get them. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so you've got to be, like, very alert and awake while you, you're you doing yeah. your stuff. Yeah, like, and that was the thing. Like, I thought I was okay. I thought I had it. And then, you know, split second, you know, just of, I can't even say carelessness. It was just kind of a freak accident. But it was just like, yeah. you know, don't, don't, you don't need to push yourself that hard. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, so you wake up at four thirty. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> late lately, yes. Um, I usually, you know, go ahead and grab my phone, see, you know, what's been going on. Um, you know, reply to customers, fill orders, answer questions. Then I'll, you know, check check email, things like that. Mm-hmm. Then I'll probably sit down, and um, I usually like to sit down with some tea. Oh, yeah. And just kind of jot down what I'd like to get accomplished that day. I usually only get about half of it done, but you know, at least you got a plan. Then we go and find some some music to listen to on YouTube. What do you listen to? What do you usually listen to? It used to be chill stuff, but now oh my god, okay, my nerd's about to show really hard. But <laughs> Dragon Ball Super Broly came out. <laughs> And I've been listening to the score for that. It is amazing. And I've just been replaying Blizzard like over and over again. So that's funny yeah. because one of the things that um, my husband listens to while he's like, he does a lot of like Photoshop work and like editing work right. and stuff like that. So one of the things he, he listens to is like, he likes chill music. So he listens to like, donkey kong country soundtrack oh my God, yes <laughs> like the, all yes. the all the levels where they're like in the water are like really relaxing yeah sometimes i'll <laughs> listen to the um the soundtrack for the original Star Fox game on on the super nintendo <laughs> nice it's like my favorite video game score of all time but, they're good jams but yeah yeah it's just it's just something that kind of keeps me you know chill and i don't know i like to be in a good mental space when i'm working so you know, any any music that kind of keeps me upbeat and keeps me in a positive headspace, I, I like to listen to it while I work. Yeah, you're a little woo-woo in that way, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I I, I believe in energy and, yeah. you know, having a good frame of mind and, and, and things like that just because, um, you know, where the, where the head goes, the body follows. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, besides, like I spent so much time in close proximity with the wood because I, I barely use power tools. Yeah, you do a lot of handwork, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times, like I'm just like hugged up with the toy, carving on it for hours. Wow. And wood is really good at containing energy, like spiritual energy. You can charge it with mm-hmm. energy and like use it for different stuff. I'm getting like into <laughs> spiritual magic kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but but it's been used for that for you know a long time. So I try to be very mindful of that because I don't want somebody to get a toy that's full of a bunch of negative energy and then have a bad time with it. Is so, that one of the reasons you were initially like drawn to wood, like making things out of wood? No, no, it was definitely one of those things that was in my mind first and foremost um just because I mean for one it's a natural material so um it has, you know, energy from nature in it from 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 the mother. Uh, if you will. And, um, I, that was very attractive to me. Um, all these, you know, there's nothing wrong with like silicone and stuff like that. Those are great materials to make sex toys out of, but they have a, they're, they're kind of lifeless in, in, a, in a way. They're kind of like cold and dead mm-hmm. and wood. There's a, there's the semblance of life in it. Like, like some life trapped from, from the tree that it came from. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was always very, uh, very appealing to me, and it still is. So you put on put on some Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dragon Ball Super. Well, oh, no, pardon me, I, pardon me. I, I still listen to the Dragon Ball Z stuff, the, the Bruce um, Falconer stuff. Not 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 the original score. I'm I'm a uh, I'm a dub kid, so. <laughs> and then what do you do? <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not as much of a hardcore Dragon Ball fan as I sound like right now. I swear. Sure. (laughs) And then. I haven't even read the manga, so. (laughs) Sure, Richard. Sure. (laughs) And then, and then, uh, okay. So you put on some music and like, tell me where you go to make your things. Like, what's your studio like? Like, where is that at? My studio. My studio is my bedroom, which yeah. is where I'm recording this right now. <laughs> so I have a shelf full of like wood and supplies and stuff against the wall. There's a bunch of boxes with other shit in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have a desk with a computer and my microphone. And then there's a bed in here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and th- that's how that's how I do things. So it's not it's, it's not glamorous, guys. Like. <laughs> Like, but I started from the bottom and still at the bottom. Like, that's, 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 that's where we're at. So, hey, if it's not broke, then you know, don't fix hey, it. Hey, I mean, because I mean, like, I ship stuff all over the world. I'm on your podcast, I'm on some other podcasts. I've got to be on a, a Playboy TV show, like, and all that in my fucking bedroom. Like, that's that's still really cool. Like, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. But I imagine you're like when you do use tools like power tools that's in your garage or something. Yeah, I just go outside. Outside, just outside. Yeah. What's the temperature today uh, in Georgia? Probably a hell of a lot warmer than it is where you are. It is. I'm not fucking kidding you. It is negative 33 right now in Toronto. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who lives um, in uh, uh, where's uh, Illinois. She also makes toys, but um, it's you know way north. And the other day she was saying it's like forty degrees Fahrenheit, and she was like, for those of you on the on you know metric, like that's forty degrees, negative forty Celsius. Like there's no like it's just so cold. They don't bother with a conversion anymore. Like it's just balls <laughs> fucking cold, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't leave the house. Don't go out. Yeah, but luckily yeah, you but... don't have to because it's all in your fucking bedroom. So you yeah. So what do you, what types of things do you, can you do then in like your studio bedroom? Mostly the hand carving stuff, sanding. If the, if it's a smaller piece, I can pretty much do it all with a knife Uh, for anything bigger. uh, That's when I have to go outside. Uh, I just have, I just bought a bandsaw guys. Like I just show you how long I've been doing this just by hand. I just bought a bandsaw. If I need to rough out a piece and just kind of like get the the bulk of the excess material off and rough the shape out, I'm using a hatchet, guys. It's a, it's a little wow. hand hatchet. Wow. Which I kind of take a lot of pride in. It takes some skill to fucking. Yeah, that's like some artisanal, you know, bespoke shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes you feel like, a, like the least practical lumberjack ever. <laughs> the stupidest lumberjack ever. <laughs> I mean, also to put it in perspective, like I didn't, I didn't actually have an axe 
until the, I shot the the show with Playboy TV, mm-hmm. and they bought they bought one for me for, off of Amazon because they wanted it as a prop, but they really wanted me to go cut down a tree. Oh. I didn't have an axe until then. Okay, do you where where does this wood come from? I mostly order it online. Oh yeah, um, okay. You're not yeah. out back cutting down trees. <laughs> no, I mean it'd be nice to have a tree farm of my own, but I mean that'd take forever to cultivate. So. Yeah, um, that's a full-time no. job in itself, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even have time to make sex toys yeah. if I did that. Yeah, you would be a farmer, yeah. I would be a farmer, yeah. So yeah. thankfully there's other people who already have those things, and uh, they. I try to keep it local, so, you know, in Georgia and in the neighboring states. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's been working out so far. Occasionally I have, you know, cut down a tree and, and out of the yard and used that wood, but for the most part I've sourced it from other places. Cool. So how much time goes into these? Like, so how much, how long could you be there, you know, hacking away at a toy or sanding a toy? Like, Oh boy. Um, a lot of that just depends on the complexity of the design. Yeah. Um, so for, for something like, for something like Cinder, for example, which is one of my more entry level toys, it's about six inches long, inch and a half in diameter, the thickest mm-hmm. points. Um, and it's kind of got can, ripples in it, right? Am I thinking does, of the yeah. right one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also a version that's just plain and just, you know, doesn't have any texture to it. I like the ones with the ripples, though. I think they're just way more interesting. Yeah. But that might take me four hours to get, like, roughed out, carved out, uh, and sanded up. Uh, so, so, and I've made that toy that way on, on purpose because... It, it was really popular. Yeah. And so if I'm doing all this work by hand, I was like, I need to make sure I can keep up with this. So yeah, I, I kind of built it simple uh, just so I could build it faster. <laughs> so not quite the stupidest lumberjack ever. Not, not quite. I have my moments. A <laughs> <laughs> giggle snort. Yes. <laughs> and okay. So like, you'll be doing this like the majority of the day in your room, just like, yeah. Do you, yeah. do you work on a bunch of toys at once? Do you like to do one from beginning to end? How does that, What's your process generally? Uh, it kind of depends. I, I try to batch things together. So, for, for example, if I'm trying to uh, restock my store, yeah, I'll just I'll carve probably like three or four a day if I can. Depends on what the design is again. Yeah. But I'll just sit there and carve them all at one time. They'll all get sanded at one time. They'll all get finished at one time. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just had a custom piece go out. It was a crystal ball stand that was, a, like, an 11-inch cock that was, like, three inches around at the shaft. Wow. Right? Big and boy. So I've been working on that since – I've been working on that one since probably September. Jeez. Yeah. So – and part of it was just, you know, I like to make sure that these custom pieces are really correct. So some of that time, admittedly, is waiting to get – you know, feedback from the, from the mm. customer and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, it can take a couple of days. Sometimes we're just kind of back and forth about how they want this to look and making sure this thing's right. Things like that. So yeah, that, that can be a lengthy process, but for most of the stuff that I've already got in my head, it, it doesn't take me too, too long. You can bang it out. Yeah. Pun intended. I, I was just going to leave that right there. <laughs> So I'm not, I, I, I smell bait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like he's not going to, okay, I will. Um, yeah. 
So where do you get your designs then if it's not like a custom piece where you're kind of co-creating something with someone? Where do all these designs for your toys come from? You know, a lot of times, a lot of times it's just a matter to sit down with a, with a, with a notebook and sketching stuff and seeing what shape comes out. To, to a certain degree, I try to imagine, okay, if I had a, a, a vagina, what would I want to put inside it? Like, what would feel good? <laughs> yeah. It might be a, like a weird angle to come from as a, as a guy, as like a cis pet guy. Yeah. But, you know, when, if, if you're making stuff and your target market is people with, vaginas like you kind of have to put yourself in in their shoes as much as you can and think okay what sort of textures would feel good and um you know what 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 kind of person am i making this toy who is this toy aimed at because you know something like the knob for example has got a big you know fucking ball at the end of it and that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea but for some people it it works Mm -hmm. it really works and then I was talking to, I'm trying to, I can't remember her last name right now, but a woman named Nicole, who uh, I, has a vaginal pain, like vaginismus. Yeah. And um, so I actually spent some time talking to her and getting to understand a little more about uh, that condition and maybe what sex toys we could design for people with that condition. So. You know, so some some of that just that, that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from. But sometimes I'm just dicking around on yeah. paper, just doodling and like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Like that, that would probably work. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Do you ever say if you are kind of designing something a little different or whatever, will you get that like product tested, you know? <laughs> yeah, actually, I actually have a great story about that. So, <laughs> so I made this, um, it was sort of an outgrowth of a toy that I made very early on, but I, you know, I just kind of kept refining the idea and I kind of had a prototype worked out. And, uh, around the same time, uh, somebody hit me up on Twitter and was just like, so you really make these sex toys? I wasn't like, yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. Well that's, that's cool. And, um, I don't know why I just kept talking to her and she's, she's my long distance girlfriend now, but, mm-hmm. um, the she she was explaining to me that you know just as we got to know each other better you don't start a conversation talking about how you never had an orgasm and like it's really frustrating and, and things mm-hmm. like that they just couldn't achieve orgasm they mm-hmm. and it was really frustrating for them mm-hmm. but anyway we got into a discussion about how their sex toy was broken and stuff like that and i'm like well i got this prototype and you can have it like if it doesn't work for you like you know i'm send you something else, but like, let me know how this works out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that worked. Uh, <laughs> what, what was the design like? Okay. So it was a, it was a curved shaft. It's curved upward and it had these two sort of humps in it. Mm-hmm. And then that led back to a piece that almost went straight up like 90 degrees and had sort of a, a handle I tried to make more ergonomic. It needs some tweaking, but it was, it was more designed to kind of, make it a little more comfortable to hold because a lot of times you're stuck like trying to hold the back of a dildo yeah and you have to kind of reach out a little bit further so i was trying to bring the handle closer to the user nice um so which i i, get, I think works fine i just need to change the shape of the handle a little bit yeah so so not only did she have an orgasm but she she squirted as well she's <laughs> probably gonna hate me for telling this story but 
like it was like it was just super cool like, and that's she was, amazing like, yeah she was just so fucking happy and um it's just it's always a, a a good feeling when somebody has a good experience with something that you've made but you know to to be able to make something that helped her achieve that release that she really wanted and needed yes yeah. you know it was very uh it's one of my proudest moments doing this. That's amazing. Do you get yeah. do you get a lot of feedback? Like, will if you send somebody something, what are the odds that they're gonna either write a review or contact you personally? Just to be like, hey, really love this, you know? Like, do you ever, or is it just kind of you send them out and you're like, hopefully people like them? <laughs> like, well, yeah. I, I mean, I wish I I wish I got feedback from everybody, but um, I have gotten a lot of feedback and. Uh, it's the majority of it has been very, very positive, uh, which I'm really thankful for. Um, and you know, a lot of times it's, it's just little, uh, not to belittle anybody's criticism. A lot of times it's kind of nitpicky stuff. Like, right, right, right. Just, just, you know, never, never anything technical like this, like the smoothness or anything, but just, Hey, you know, this, this, I would like to see this a little bit different stuff like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, um, it's all up to preference. It's like stuff like that is just preference it's not that it didn't work because it's wrong or defective or right you know it's like people's bodies are different and different people like different things that's all it's not like anything to take personally you know yeah yeah absolutely so no yeah i've I've gotten a lot of great feedback and uh it it definitely helps me as a as a creator um i've learned so much from everybody's the, the different ways they experience things yeah. Uh, it, it gives me so much more data to look to when I am designing stuff. So, no, it's great. When are, what are some of your most, like, quote-unquote, successful designs? I'm, I'm going to say in terms, <laughs> to be honest, the most successful thing has been the, uh, the clitoris models that I do. Yeah. Those, I can't keep up with the with the demand on those damn things. And, nice. I mean, that's not even that's not even going in anybody. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. just a lovely, a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, thanks. I'm I'm actually looking to kind of outsource part of that process because I it's just gotten to the point where I was like, wow, I can't I can't fucking keep up with this anymore. Is it labor intensive to make those little models? Yeah, yeah. At least, at least for me, um, even using a rotary tool or something, it still takes it takes time. So. Right now, I'm, I'm looking for um, someone with a, the CNC machining capabilities to at least make, like, a base mm-hmm. um, and just kind of machine it, just to kind of cut some time off of the production, because I want to get these out to people as quickly as possible. You know, most of them are, like, sex educators and stuff, and they want them, you know, in time for, you know, a, a lesson or yeah. a conference or something, so... But yes, uh, Cinder was very popular. Yeah, the uh, Cinder. I see that. Yeah. I see that. Like pictures of those on, like, like, because you're stocked in some stores now, yeah, and stuff like that, yeah. right? So I feel like that's one of the ones that I see um, that that people are selling, like in stores for you. Yeah, yeah. We had um, say we. Who the fuck is we? Uh, <laughs> the royal we. Yeah. <laughs> The Lumberjill Empire, yeah. The conscious and the higher self, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, um, Sarah over at um, RGN uh, is a distributor and uh, was recently able to supply her with a bunch of cinders, uh, some knobs, and some deja vus. All of those have been really popular toys. 
And then I'm also stocked in SheVibe.com store. Yeah. Uh, and those are a little more premium. We use they, they requested more exotic woods and stuff. So those are a little pricier, but they have the deja vu as well. Uh, a very lovely, uh, it's an East Indian rosewood. It's very dark. They, they, but they also have the knob, and they also have uh, a toy called Grace, which is very heavy up front and has these long sweeping lines. So, yeah, those, those are very happy to have them on board, and it's great. Yeah, how, since, like, the last time we talked, so say, like, about two years ago, what what has been happening for you and your business in that time frame? To be honest, like, 2018 was kind of stagnant for me, and that was kind of my own fault. Um, I took on some, I took on a bunch of work that I, I kind of maybe overestimated myself or underestimated how much work it was going to be. Mm. And it just ended up taking me a lot longer than I really wanted it to. And then I ran some problems with finish and stuff like that that I had to figure out. So it really wasn't a year where I grew that much. Uh, 2017 was pretty cool doing the um the playboy tv show toy ride yeah Um, tell me about that tell me about that experience a little bit what was that like it was it was pretty cool i was more nervous in all the weeks leading up to it than i actually was come filming the um the cool the, the, the funny thing about it was i probably wouldn't have gotten that opportunity had i not been the only other company making sex toys in Georgia. <laughs> so they wanted to shoot an episode with Liberator USA, okay. who makes furniture, like sex furniture. Yeah. Um, and they're based in Atlanta. Okay. Well, the the Playboy people, they're based in California, and that's on the, all the way on the West Coast, right? Okay. So to ship all those people over here, just to shoot the one episode, it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. So, like, you normally want to shoot, like, you know, at least two maybe three episodes just to, you know, so it budgets out. Right. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have gotten an episode with them if they hadn't found me. So Great. liberator kind of owes me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hmm, what could you, what could you get from them? <laughs> what, what favor could you ask from liberator? Hmm. Uh, I, I could think of a few things. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm but not it, having sex with anybody right now. I don't need, I don't need furniture. You don't need pillows? So, yeah. Uh, Wedge pillows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just sleep on a log like a caveman. They <laughs> <laughs> just pine and fucking burlap sack stuff with straw. Um, <laughs> In the corner. <laughs> Yeah. corner of floor or something. Um, but that was a good experience, the shooting and everything. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so the the host of the show were uh, is a young couple, um, with, uh, Nikki and Daniel, mm-hmm. who have been on the network before. The real life swingers, mm-hmm. so they're on a show called Swingers. Yeah, they they were hosting the show. They kind of made like a big road trip and um, you know looking for the perfect sex toy. So they yeah. were going around to just all these different companies and independent brands like mine. And uh, just seeing how they do things and, uh, you know, you'd send them on with, you know, a little sample or whatever. And they would, you know, they have, you know, still Playboy. They have a sex scene at the end of the episode. Um, hmm. But, but yeah, the uh, the whole process was really cool. 
um, the, the crew and, and the, the cast were, were great. Um, I, I personally feel like I had the coolest episode, not to throw shade at anybody. <laughs> but Sounds a little so shady. It, it does, but like, because I actually did watch some other people's episodes and I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. But what, yeah, so, so the thing is, they, I think just up to that point in the show, like they hadn't really been able to do anything kind of fun and dynamic. Right. Okay. So they're like, okay, well, you know, you work with wood, so we're going to pitch this. And you don't have to do it if you don't want to. But we were thinking like, we just like send Nikki and Daniel out there. Like, don't tell them why they're out there. And we shot this out in the fucking country. <laughs> like, just like my black ass was scared. Oh, we were in the country. Oh, yeah, dear. like some deliverance shit was about to go out. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, and it's not like I've never been anywhere like that before. Thanks, Dad. Long story. <laughs> but I've never been out there by myself. So it's like, you know. <laughs> so, so <laughs> But the people who own the property were very nice. They do stuff with horses. So, so they're like, no, we, we just want to kind of send Nikki Dan. We're just going to give them coordinates, right? Okay. I'm going to tell them why they're going out there. And we're going to have you, like, come out of the woods with, like, a big axe over your shoulder and stuff <laughs> like that and be, like, like an axe murder thing. We're going to take some, like, like horror angles and we're going to put, like, some, some music over it and really play it up like <laughs> like you're this axe murder. Uh, and, and then we're, we want you to cut down a tree with them. I'm like, hey, whatever makes the episode pop, like, <laughs> the game. So, so, <laughs> so. No, that was fucking awesome. Like, I, I, I was so game for that. And they were really into it. Like, they were really excited. Like, finally, we get to, you know, be off the chain a little bit. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the one of the camera guys was taking all these close-up angles of, like, my boots, like, stepping over a log. And I had, like, a big <laughs> buoy knife on my hip and stuff. And he's, like, getting these close-up shots of, like, the light glinting off of it and the, the, the axe. And the director's looking at the feed from the camera. He's like, I, th- I heard this. This is fucking verbatim. He's like, that's so fucking cool. And then Vince, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, this is my fucking day. It was a gorgeous day. And like, I think it was, it was in February and it was gorgeous and there was a nice breeze. It couldn't have gone any better. That's great. Uh, that's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, and how did go. they, uh, how did they find you or con- like to be able to contact you to get you involved? Um, it was one of the producers on the show named, uh, Anna Sturgeon. She, I think she was just, cause she was really trying to make that Liberator episode happen. Yeah. So she was just really scouring the internet, just trying to find somebody else. And she ended up finding my Etsy store. So she emailed me and hit me up on, on, uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Said she wanted to get in touch with me. The way she, she pitched it wasn't like, yeah, we want to have you on this TV show. It was like, yeah, I want to talk to you about what you do, you know, doing this show, and just, just almost made it sound like we just wanted a subject matter expert. Yeah, just real casual, just, like, yeah. Yeah, just want to talk to you about what you do and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You must be doing some kind of, you know, documentary or something like that. <laughs> so I finally, I finally call and it's like, yeah. So how would you feel if like we came out there and shot an episode of our show featuring you, like, like a half hour commercial for like your shit? I'm like, yeah. Like, come the fuck on. Like, I'll barbecue and everything. There's going to be beers and all that. It'll be great. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, what a great, what a great thing for you. I, I think that's so deserved. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. It was, uh, 
I, I kind of always thought like, oh man, it'd be cool like if this got me on TV some kind of way or and, you know anything. Yeah. Because it, it was just cool like being on your podcast and I've been, okay, I've been on a couple other podcasts, but you know just getting that kind of exposure was cool. But yeah, for like you know fucking Playboy TV like the OG, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to come to my house and like you want to talk about what you do? Like it was really awesome. Yeah, pretty fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, we should take a really quick break, and then uh, we're going to come back, and I'm going to pick your brain uh, about about wood. <laughs> do it. Do, do, do it. All right, everybody, <laughs> we'll be right back after a short break with Richard Carver from Lumberjill Leisure Crafts. take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all oasis aqua lounge is a water themed sex club located right here in toronto at 231 mutual street oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play check them out at their website oasisaqualounge.com Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Provocateur Images is the official boudoir photography studio of Bedpost. To receive 10% off your next studio session, use the coupon code BEDPOST. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T. For more information and to see the gorgeous shots that are possible at this studio, check out provocateurimages.ca or follow them at provocateur underscore images on Instagram. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm here with fantastic guest Richard Carver from Lumberjill Leisure Crafts, Skyping all the way in from Georgia. Hey Richard. Hello. <laughs> Ooh, the bassy tones. Yeah. Yeah. Um tell me a bit about wood. Because <laughs> that's a very broad question. Uh yeah, it is. <laughs> Like, usually usually when I get asked about that, they want pictures. So. <laughs> yeah. Got wood? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, because, okay, people's first reaction, you tell me, what is pr- people's first reaction when you say you make sex toys out of wood? What splinters. do people think? Splinters. Yeah. Splinters. You get splinters, like. Oh my god, again. Are we doing this again? Again really? with the fucking splinters. Yeah. It's like, wow, like 
No, I just it's funny because people don't think about getting splinters from anything else that they interact with that's made of wood. Like you don't go to your like your cabinets in your house, you know, like a kitchen or something. It's like, oh my god, I hope I don't get a splinter getting this mug out of here. <laughs> it's you know, like the, the principles of word work don't really change. It doesn't matter what you're using, and I, I mean what you're making rather. Yeah. And obviously, there's different considerations depending on what you're making, but you know you got to sand the shit. Okay. Like, like there's no, I can't think of any wood project where there's like, no, just leave it as rough and splintery as possible. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think there's any wood project that calls for that, you know? So like, I really just wish people would pump the brakes a little bit and think like, you know, you might have a coffee tables made out of wood. You might have wood trim in your car, you know, it's really not, it's not any of that, guys. Like, I'm not just out there snapping branches off of trees and handing them to people. Like, here, go fuck yourself. Like, Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, use lube, though. Like, that's going to help. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I just really wish people would. And don't get me wrong. Like, I understand, like, there's going to be questions. But it's like, man, like, it, yeah, that shit gets so old. Yeah. So like I've, I've been out here answering that question too long. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's the first thing. And like, as for people that are worried about that, like, what do you tell them? Like, do you tell them how much work goes into like finishing the products? Like, how much finesse and how how many hours are put into making sure it's like the smoothest thing you've ever touched? Yeah, I, I usually go down that road. Um, I mean, also, like, you know, I take pictures of the finished stuff. Like, stuff that's rough doesn't shine. Yeah. And, like, when my stuff's done, like, it's shiny, guys. Like, that's that's a pretty sure sign that it's smooth and not splintery. Because if it were splintery, if you were going to catch a splinter in one of your holes, you would see splinters already. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, just, like, guys, like, probably... I hate sanding, but like it's it's so necessary that I I do it until I'm really sick of it, guys. Like I'm not done until it's smooth, so you're not getting something that's gonna hurt you. Yeah. Like, please, please just be be please. <laughs> be be please. <laughs> what um what makes wood uh, a great medium for making sex toys? Like why why if it's not for like the energy reasons that you're kind of touching on before, like what are other properties of wood that make it great uh, for fucking yourself with? Um, well, <laughs> um, well, I mean, for one thing, it's it's sustainable. Like yeah. you know, I can make toys out of this. I've made plenty of toys out of out of the uh, out of wood over the years. It's like whatever I can't use it's throw back into nature where it belongs. Yeah. Um, I had a bunch of wood shavings from carving that I collect. Uh, you know, I got composter uh, bags to so just throw it in there. Um, you know, you can't do that with silicone, really. No. Um, and glass, you, you kind of break glass back down. It's just sand, really. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a natural material. It's biodegradable. It's, you know, whatever I can't use, I can offer back to Mother Nature and say thank you. <sighs> Very versatile. Um, you can, you can 
kind of get away with making a lot of different shapes out of it just because uh, it is a fibrous material. It's kind of hard to make a weak point unless you're just not skilled. You know, just a, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can you can really be very creative with it. I also just think it's just because of the, the grain and stuff like that and the variety that you have, um, it's it, it just offers more variance, more beauty, um, more, more of a custom touch. Like even if, if I'm making the same design, like it's going to be different, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, like I, no one dildo is, is the same. No, no. Even, even from the same batch of wood, like, you know, every, every piece is going to look a little bit different. So, yeah. um, you really are getting something that's, you know, didn't come off of an assembly line somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It was, that's, uh, yeah, they float too. I don't know what else floats. But like <laughs> using the bathtub, like they float. It's great. You'll never lose it in the bathtub. No, no. And you know the other great thing about it is I can make these like at the end of the world. <laughs> that's I can still that's interesting. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I'm, I'm not even really using power tools anyway, right? Yeah. So I already got that advantage. That um, is really crazy, by the way, that you really don't use power tools. That's like. Yeah. That is some dedication. Yeah, that is crazy. It is crazy. I'm very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Uh, and I mean the like the different colors of wood that you can get as well. Like it's gorgeous stuff. Like everybody loves like reclaimed wood everything. Like it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wood is aesthetically gorgeous. Like these things are pieces of art. Yeah, and um and a lot of the things you make are actually pieces of art. Like the, you make a lot of like not sex toys, but like mm-hmm. what are what are the other types of things you make? Um, I've been doing more figurines. So like I did like a like a pregnant bust uh, sometime last year, and um, sort of like some Venus of Villendorf sort of inspired stuff. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's just like phallic little statues that seem to be pretty popular, um, particularly with the pagan crowds and, and things like that. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I try to spread the love around. I want to do more of that this year, honestly, um, yeah. and just kind of take more of a focus towards like, making stuff that's really artistic, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe a little less functional, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of, I know it's, it's like a weird flex, but, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like I just, I just kind of want to really show people what I can do. I feel like I've kind of been holding myself back or something. So, yeah, yeah. And people, as far as sex toys go, like, a lot of people like stiff, like a stiff, static sex toy, you know? Mm-hmm. So wood's yeah. really great for that. Like, if you need a lot of pressure on your G-spot, you need, like, a stiff, static shape and material. So that wood's doing it for you, if that's what you're into. Correct, yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who like to... Stimulate their G spot or the prostate. Yep. And it's really hard to do that with a floppy ass silicone dildo. Again, no shade thrown at silicone. Great material. Definitely has some advantages over wood. But um, even like a really firm silicone isn't really gonna quite get you there mm-hmm. like like wood is going to. So yeah, it's definitely great for that. Yeah. Forgot about that one thing. Hey, my pleasure. <laughs> and what kind of um, like because you put something on it to actually finish the product, like some sort of a seal, sealant or sealer or something like that, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. 
And that's what what is that? Is it food safe, body safe? What what yeah, type, what do you use? Yeah. Um it's, it's it is a FDA approved food safe um polyurethane. Yeah. Uh, that uh once it's cured it's completely non toxic. Um, mm-hmm. it's not toxic to me when it's wet. So, mm-hmm. um, if to work in a, you know, in a safe, you know, ventilated environment, but, uh, mm-hmm. no, no, I mean, and, and that takes like 72 hours for it to cure. So most of the time, you know, when you get in a toy from me, like it's been done for weeks or months, sometimes even years. So like you're way outside of the, the cure period. So it's, it's totally safe. Um, I have been experimenting, experimenting with different finishes though. Um, so recently I've been kind of playing around a little more with epoxies and stuff like that. Actually, I have a connect for some medical grade epoxy. I'm really excited about. You heard it here first. Bed post exclusive. <laughs> we drop news here. We drop bombs drop here. That's yeah. what we do. Yes, yeah. we do. We break Kaboom. news. No, I, I'm just never completely satisfied with where I'm at. So it's it's been a process over the years of just trying out different finishes and, and you know seeing what I can get to work and seeing what the tolerances are. So yeah, really excited about uh, being able to offer an even higher quality finish yeah. uh, to my customers. What do you hope to accomplish in 2019? Do you have any like business goals? Uh, yes, yeah, so fuck to them toys. Uh, <laughs> I have necessarily toys, but like like I said, I wanted I definitely want to do more art. Yeah. So that, but also just kind of like keep production up. I've absolutely been getting like more equipment, uh, just so I can make stuff faster. Not so much to take, you know, take the process automated or anything, but just to help me be able to like cut blanks, for example, like doing it with a hatches. <laughs> you know, I did that out of necessity mm-hmm. before. But, you know, with a bandsaw, you know, I can cut out blanks really quickly. It just kind of have stuff sitting around so, you know, I can shape it later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm still kind of figuring out what all the goals are. But, you know, I just want to be able to actually make some moves this year that, you know, I was maybe held back from doing last year. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you should see a lot more cool shit from me this year. I don't fucking doubt it. Never. Never doubt me. <laughs> I will surprise the shit out of you. Mark my words. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Richard, we're, we're pretty much wrapping up here. Do you want to tell people um, all your information about where they can purchase your products? No, no, I don't. Nope, that's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> Why would I do that? No, you can find me on Etsy at um, LumberjillLC dot uh etsy.com yeah you can find me on twitter at shoulda woulda uh woulda as in wood as in i have wood uh i don't but i do it's complicated <laughs> it's complicated yeah, yeah. uh instagram it's complicated Lumber- yeah <laughs> you can find me on instagram at lumberjill underscore leisure crafts and uh those are pretty much the main places i hang out at fuck tumblr uh, <laughs> and what uh, what shops are you carried at if people happen to oh, want to yeah. go to an, a sex shop or something like that and find you? Yeah, so uh, check out 
check out shivibe.com. Uh, that's where probably more of the premium stuff is. If you're looking just to kind of get into wooden sex toys and you, you know, aren't really comfortable making that upfront investment, check out, uh, I'm trying to remember what the full name, but RGN. Yeah. I wish, I wish I could remember the whole name so bad at that. She, she changed it. Like the owner changed it. It used to be RGN toys. And like she changed it recently when she went live. I can't remember what the name is. That's okay. Very sorry. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no. we can buy your stuff. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, this well, is what happens when you don't sleep enough, guys. Yeah, this is what happens when you take four-hour naps. Uh, yeah, and that's your that's your <laughs> schedule. Um, well, thank you so much for uh, <laughs> of taking time out of your your insane uh, carving schedule to speak with me today. <laughs> Hey, my pleasure. Actually, like 20 minutes before I uh, got on here with you, I was outside hatching some stuff up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wood life. Wood for life. Wood for life. Oh God, wood, God. you're damn right. <laughs> so much. So many yeah, wood. so much. 18 <laughs> inches of wood is walnut. Whoa. <laughs> walnut. Yeah. <laughs> there's something there. There's there's a there's, joke. There's a joke. There is. I just leave it there. But no, seriously, <laughs> I had to cut up like an 18 inch black like walnut yesterday. So. Damn. Real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. Enough with the dick jokes. Let me get you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> wrap, wrap this show up. Wrap this shit up. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Richard, and thank you for everyone that's listening. Um, the shit I have to tell you about, if you are in Toronto um, and you want to see a Bedpost stage show live, we're the third Friday of every month at 8 at the Social Capital Theater. Uh, if you're listening to us on a podcasting app, a rating and reviewing goes a really long way because... As Richard mentioned, uh, I'm also a businesswoman, so, you know, try to spread the good word about Bedpost. On Instagram, I'm The Bedpost Show. On Facebook, I'm Bedpost Erotica. Um, and we're on bedpost.ca as well. If you want to email me, thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to check out my uh, Dom persona social media, um, I am the Lady Pim one on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, then you will be hearing original music by Stephanie Copeland. And you can follow her at stephcopelandmusic.com. One more huge thank you to you, Richard Carver from Lumberjill Leisurecraft. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for having me on again. It was fun. <laughs> Always a great time chatting with you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.